This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Welcome to The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg and friends, your radio destination for living room conversation about some of the challenges you may be experiencing in life. Exclusively presented by Psychological Counseling Services, PCS. The Relationship Show, where Dr. Allison Nirenberg will listen to your problems and provide some practical solutions. It's The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg and her friends Jeff and Joe, recording from the Jacob Media Studios. And welcome in everyone to another edition of The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg and friends right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Hello, welcome back to The Relationship Show. I am so glad you're with us today. This is Dr. Allison Nirenberg, and I am gonna be talking to you today about parenting adult children. When we came up with this as a topic for our show, it was really suggested by our guest, uh, Dr. Marcus Earl, who is fabulous, and I can't wait to introduce you to him later on the show. But he suggested this topic, and it kind of threw me off because I thought about it, and I thought, I've never heard any podcasts or read any books about parenting adult children. There's so many books out there about parenting young children, parenting toddlers, even parenting teenagers and you know, dealing with all the struggles that they have in their lives. But there's very little about navigating the role with your adult children. So I thought about it last night, and I came up with some guidelines that I share with my patients, who are whether they're parents or whether they're adult children, to make the transition be easier. And what I came up with were a few guidelines. The first is recognize and respect the differences between yourself and your adult children. You know, just because you got married at 22 or 23, don't put pressure on your children that they have to follow in your footsteps where I had three kids by the time I was 25. No, you don't want to put pressure on your adult kids. They do things differently. People are getting married later now. People are having children later. Um, The important thing here is you want to share your wisdom without being critical. You know, there's a term that I came up with uh, last night that was be a consultant, not a CEO in your child's life. Because, you know, when they're babies or little kids, you may come off more as a CEO. You're telling them where, what they should do. You're trying to keep them safe. You're putting the rules out there. Now they don't need you to be the CEO. They need you to be a consultant. A consultant offers advice, but uh, when asked. A consultant gives suggestions and stands back and waits till it's implemented. You know, you want to help your adult children set some boundaries. So with that, if your child's living close by or even if they're living abroad, you can still set boundaries. What I mean by that is if they live in the area, say, all right, Sunday nights we have dinners. We'd love you to come over for dinner and join the family. You don't have to. Does that work for you? Or if you want me to stop by your house, I'll call first instead of just showing up. You want to respect their boundaries. You want to communicate the boundaries ahead of time. And if your adult children are married and have kids of their own, you want to respect their parenting by not criticizing. Everybody is so sensitive when you insult their parenting. And you also don't want to demand that they come to you for holidays and not their other in-laws. You don't want to put pressure on them or guilt them to say, if you loved me, you'd be here instead of being with your own kids. You want to make things easy. You want to be a sounding board for your kids, not be telling them what to do. So this is all really important. And one of the other things that I've noticed recently is there's more and more adult children that are living at home. I think this is due to the fact that college has gotten so expensive and people take out so many loans and then, uh, you know, jobs are not paying enough for them to have the the rent. And so more and more adult children are moving back home. And again, my rule of thumb with this is set the boundaries and limits and communicate before your child moves back home instead of just assuming it's all going to work out smoothly. You can ask them to pay rent Um, even if it's just a couple of hundred dollars and it's less money than a real rent would be, but it's letting them know that they're contributing. And if they don't have money to pay for rent, saying, well, maybe you can do the cooking 
or you can do the yard work, just so that they have some skin in the game and are, you know, contributing to the household expectations and are a part of it. You know, some of the struggles that happen when an adult child moves home is that you might be back in your old role. You might be back in some of the same old fights that you had when the child was younger. Your room is messy and complaining about the same fights and you don't want that to happen. And you also don't want to en enable them. So sometimes, because parents miss those early days when their nest was filled, that they may all of a sudden take on everything and be cooking for their child every day, be scheduling his haircut by even getting him job applications. Mm -hmm. No, the whole goal of a child moving home is that you want this child to be able to launch successfully and to gain independence, and this to be a temporary position. And I know sometimes because if a child has special needs or if a child has um, you know, mental health issues, it may be a little bit longer of a process um, to get your child to launch, but the goal is to create independent kids, not to enable them and to stay stuck in the same old routine. Joe and Jeff, you're joining us. What do you guys think about this topic? Well, if I may, Jeff, um, I, you know, the, so when you think of adult children and, and, and it's a great topic, I've, I've thought my son's 38 years old, 37 years old, and, uh, you know, he's got his own life and all those things, but I've often thought, and I'll say this, I'm sure during when and Dr. Rall gets on the, on, on the program, it, it, there's no blueprint for, for adults, but the challenges in life are so different as you grow older. But as a parent, you never stop caring, caring or worrying. So I can't wait, you know, until we delve into this topic. I think it's a great topic. And I, uh, I second that uh, thought. We have two daughters now that are basically adults. One has graduated college. One is uh, a junior in college. And my role has changed greatly as a parent. And, and Allison, I think, in the opening talked about instead of being the CEO – I'm now a consultant. I have to take a back seat. They call me for advice, but they don't really, you know, care as much about my exact thoughts and what they need to do. But uh, I think it's important to, 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 you know, change with the times and parents need to realize that kids are, are looking for your support, but not necessarily everything you want them to do. Completely. And it's also important to find things that are fun to do with your kids. You know, I know Jeff and I um, are music people, so we love to go to concerts with our adult children. It's just so much fun. And you, you know what? It's, a, it, it's uh, amazing what you, the way you put it. It's time not to be the CEO, but to be the consultant. You know, Jeff, it's interesting when you're talking to your daughters, I'm sure they care about what you think. But they're going to they're going to take the advice and they're going to kind of compute it with their own experiences. Now they're going to do what they're going to do. I mean, in the end, you can have a strong opinion, but if, if it doesn't comport with what they want to do, you're going to get frustrated as a parent yeah. because it's not going to matter what you think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so we have so many opinions about this, but we also have a guest coming on who is an expert as well, and he has a lot of to say. His name is Dr. Marcus Earl, and I want to give you a little background about him. In 1988, after obtaining his doctorate in marriage and family therapy, Dr. Marcus Earl joined his father, Dr. Ralph Earl, at the nationally known treatment program, Psychological Counseling Services in Scottsdale, Arizona. Dr. Earl has spent most of his career developing the PCS intensive treatment program, training and mentoring other professionals and working therapeutically with individuals, couples, and families. Fundamentally, Dr. Earl believes our fears are often barriers to experiencing more out of life, and once we learn to face what we have been avoiding, true healing and growth can be discovered and achieved. Dr. Earl works to provide a space for his patients to feel understood and safe enough to share the most difficult aspects of life. For Dr. Earl, a key aspect of therapy is finding a balance between affirming and challenging patients to stretch into emotions and thoughts, which they have spent a lifetime avoiding. Basically, Dr. Earl is the real deal. I am so excited to have him on our show. Thanks for listening to The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg and Friends, supported by the Keystone Center in Chester, PA, part of United Health Systems. The show returns after this timeout. Read, learn, and enjoy No Perfect Love by Dr. Allison Nirenberg. 
Explore the origins of perfectionism. Learn how it keeps our relationships stuck in a cycle of disappointment, anger, and resentment. Dr. Allison has shattered the myth of happily ever after, moving couples from Disney princess pipe dreams into the real world where even the best of relationships is far from perfect. Get your copy of No Perfect Love, by Dr. Allison Nirenberg, available at major and independent bookstores and online booksellers. Celebrating the life of your loved one is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. When the matriarch of the Dalloway family died suddenly at 82 years old, Life Celebrations by Givenish stepped in. They will make this the easiest thing that you, it's, I know it's not easy, but it, they will make this as easy as possible. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. I, I just know that my dad, who is in charge of everything, was it was not in charge of anything at that point when, when my mom passed. And uh, um, again, just another uh, shout out to this place for, for making it easy. Turning tragedy into a celebration of life, no matter how hard, is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Relationship Show with support from Nirenberg Law Associates. If you were injured in a car accident, suffered a slip and fall, or a work-related injury, talk with a personal injury attorney who will get you the proper compensation. With offices in Center City, go to phillypilaw.com. Injured in an accident? Let the law firm of Nirenberg Law Associates work for you because your choice of attorney matters. Let the law firm of Nirenberg Law Associates educate you on your rights because your choice of attorney matters. Meet directly with founder Jeff Nirenberg. He's results-oriented, he's aggressive when he needs to be on your behalf, and he wins. Go to phillypilaw.com. That's phillypilaw.com. And welcome back, everyone, to The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg and friends. This is Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Marcus, I am so glad that you're joining us today. You're somebody I really, truly respect in the field, and I'm thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you, Allison. It's a privilege to be here. Appreciate it. So, so let's start off by telling me a little bit about your growing up. You had a very high-profile yeah. therapist father who was very well-known in the field. What was that like for you? Well, I wasn't expecting that question, so that <laughs> jumped right in. Um, I, I've worked with my father now for 34 years, and wow, it has yeah, it's been quite an experience. And found out a lot about myself. I think initially, you know, in the years, it was my learning a lot and. Then moved into, you know, uh, a lot of unconscious behavior of how can I gain my dad's approval? Um, can it be good enough? Can I do um, uh, things that he'll be proud of? And not really paying attention to that. And then I, you know, I'm 61 now and I thought my mid-50s go, okay, uh, I started to wake up. And I started to wake up, I go, wow, what am I doing? Um, and and so then that started some really powerful growth for me personally, and I think in our relationships. So I started standing up differently, um, having a voice different than I had, trying to really kind of individuate myself from my father. Um, and we'd gotten comfortable with how it was. So it was a really difficult period of time for us. I'm grateful he stayed with it. I think he worked to listen to what was going on for me. Um, and I found myself having a voice different than I'd had before. So I found some anger and rage inside of me that you know, I hadn't heard myself say some things to my father and where I said them. I also found a really desperate, um, needy part of me. And when I heard that voice crying out for, would you please see me who I am? That was sobering um, to me. So, you know, this later part of my career right now has been some really powerful growth. Um, and, you know, the really cool thing is you know, we're staying with it. Um, I'm watching him soften, be more engaged. You know, and the net result of all this is that we have a really, um, really amazing system, you know, professionally. More important to me, though, is, is that our relationship is, is growing in a way it hasn't been before. Um, even better than that, I think I'm finally growing up. So, 
That it's is that is so journey. beautiful. That is so beautiful, yeah. and I'm sure it's providing hope for so many fathers and sons because the relationship can be difficult, and uh, especially you know being powerful yourself and having a powerful father. And now I'm thinking about your son. Wow! So three generations of strong men. Tell me, uh, tell us a little about your son and your relationship and how he individuated. Yeah, it's so interesting. You know, he's 31, daughter's 29. Um, he recently got his master's in marriage family therapy. And he came out and worked with us for a time. And that was quite nice. And then they had some family issues and they needed to, to move, um, which was sad and difficult. Um, but really cool to watch him taking care of himself in a way different than I taking care of myself at the same age. Um, but to have three generations here. And... What I'm really proud of is the way he's asserting himself for who he is. And, and so one of the things that I definitely want to talk about is, is with adult children, you know, this experience of them reflecting both positive qualities of you and the less positive qualities is, is very humbling. Um, what I found really helpful is working to create space, not for my definition of their growing up, but for their definition of the way they grew up. And that I find is most challenging for most parents. It's like, wow, we did all this, you know, for 18 years or, or longer, um, invested in you, we provided for you. And it's almost a sense of when, you know, would you please be grateful, you know, for all that I've done. And then I have to remind myself, well, they had to put up with me for 18 years. It's probably a better perspective. Um, yeah. <laughs> and what's it like to put up with that? You know, so there's the part that they're, they're, they're good, you know, and, and grateful for things that have happened. And then there's the part where, you know, dad, you work a lot. Um, and that left, you know, really both of them saying, you know, we felt really in a sense abandoned. And I can't tell you how crushing that oh, was because that's hard to hear. Oh my gosh. And because that was my experience growing up and I, I wanted so much to be different. You know, I think this is the commitment so many parents have and they do it differently, you know, than my parents did. I want to do better than what they did. Or in some ways, you know, I want to be as good as they were. Um, and, and so to hear, to hear, you know, you missed the mark is, is devastating. Um, part of me wanted to be defensive, you know, and, and say, well, but, 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 you know, and then the other part of me going, yeah, that's true. And then I can start to be hard on myself. And, and what I do is I tend to withdraw, you know, and, and, and just kind of go numb, which then I'm not available. So I'm doing the same thing. Um, so this has been what, what I think parenting young adults is about is your own, uh, uh, um, accelerated personal growth. You know, it's this opportunity. You go ahead. Uh, Doc, you know what reminds it's, it's almost it reminds me of the cats in the cradle. Okay, you know the song. <laughs> you, you think yeah. about it. You know my my boy was just like me. Um, it's a really interesting perspective when you're talking about uh, you know adult children because to an extent, I mean we're we're adult children to our parents. Okay, and it's amazing how you draw that kind of parallel with your relationship with your father. Okay. And then kind of, and the same thing with your son. It's, it's, uh, it's great that you can, uh, you know, kind of use that perspective in your own relationship. Uh, and, and, and certainly, um, it, it, it makes a lot of sense the way you're laying it out there, um, and using that perspective. Um, does that often, does, does it, when you think about your relationship with your father, obviously you want to learn and, and do all those things, passing those lessons on to your own child, um, really important. It's huge, and it is a, um, I think it's a tumultuous time, and yet in that um, tumultuous time, there's all these wonderful special moments, you know, where we've, we've just done what we used to do and, and had fun and played and, and, and taken trips and those types of things, and then those moments where it shows up, you know, where a young part of them says, yeah, but you, this, is, this reminds me of, yeah. or, 
humbling moments. But it yeah. remind. But I'll tell you what, it probably lets you understand your own father a lot more when you're, you know, your, your father worked a lot, and I'm sure now that you understand because you do it, you know, you work a lot, and you know, we all do. And the fact is, it's because you love your family. You, okay, you have a job to do, but it certainly sheds light when your when your child says that to your to what your own father probably his motives were as well. What I like that you're yep. saying, Marcus, is that you're. Um, you're also not being defensive when he's telling you what he needs and how he saw it and, you know, leaving some room for his perspective. Well, let's, let's change that a little bit and say that I am defensive. Um, <laughs> I work hard at, I work hard at reeling that part of me in, yeah. you know, because, yeah. because I want, you know, I want this adult relationship, you know, I want this healthy relationship with they, feel heard, they feel seen, they feel known, and it isn't about me. Yeah. You know, why does it need to be about me? It was about me there growing up. Um, it doesn't need to be about me any longer. It's, I've lived so much of my life the way I've lived it. Either I'm feeling good about what I've done or not, um, somewhere in the middle. And that's for me to take care of, not for them to take care of. Marcus, I, I, I have a question. I know a little bit about your father, and I've read about him. Was it, was it hard to separate from him and establish your own career? Was there tension? How was it growing up? And when was it that you've kind of separated and felt like uh, you went on your own and, and started your own life? Yeah, not really until probably the last eight years. And we still work together. So some might say, have you really separated? And I continue to ask the question. Um, <laughs> and, and what I, so, you know, for me, it was this kind of unconscious process, uh, you know, continuing to find myself drawn to this profession. And I think it fits me wonderfully. So I'm really fortunate in that regard, because I think a lot of people face later in life, you know, wow, I just kind of follow my dad's footsteps or, you know, uh, my parents' footsteps. And this isn't really me. This is who I am. This is how I function. I love what I do. Um, and, you know, what I, what I discovered is that I, that I do things in enough different way than my father. And that's why I had to pay attention to, you know, how I'm similar, you know, because it's important to pay attention. Okay, this is how you reflect your father. And then what's the reflection of my uniqueness? You know, what makes me who I am? And that's what I'm looking for, you know, in my children is I can acknowledge, you know, how they're similar, but I don't need to let them know that. That's for them to, you know, to sort out. Uh, and then what I'm looking for is what makes them unique and different and how do I value that unique human being, you know, who I love deeply and dearly. Marcus, is your son uh, going to follow the same path? I know that he's moved away now. Do you see him following in, in your father and, and your path now? No, I think this younger generation is a lot smarter than we are. Um, <laughs> and they, they get dinged about that, yeah. um, which I think is really unfortunate and fair. And it's unfair. I think it's uh, a lot of fear for our generation. You know. and, and I think, you know, he's working less. He would be closer to that minimalist mentality. And, you know, he sees me being a consumer, working hard to maintain, working hard to purchase, then being in debt, you know, all this revolving door type thing that continues to perpetuate stress. And, and so watching them live with less, watching them live in simplicity um, has been very inspiring. It's funny, Marcus. I'm thinking as I was getting ready for the show and talking to the guys here, I was saying how I think of you as very successful, but also very thoughtful, thoughtful and deliberate in what you're going to communicate. And, you know, I, I think Thank of your you. dad as a, you know, more center stage, larger personality, different personality. But I see you as having power in being thoughtful and, you know, you're, the wisdom that you impart. Different. That's very kind. Thank you. <laughs> No, you know, it's, I really find it interesting what you said uh, about your, your son and his perspective. I find the same with my son. One of the things I wanted for my child, and, you know, he's a grown man now, is, is peace of mind. I wanted them, but my drive is, is, is around the clock, okay? And my father's was the same, okay? Um, I wanted, I, I, the last thing I wanted, even when he was playing sports in high school, is to feel like he, I mean, I wanted him to do the best he could and all those things. I wanted him to leave it on the field, but I didn't want to set him up for failure. And, and, and so that he'd be thinking about, you know, a fumble he made, 
14, 15 years later. What you're, you know, that perspective in life, he's a happy person. The fact that he's a good person and he's centered, I'm as proud of that as I am anything. Well, you, you should be. And it's funny, when Marcus was talking, I thought about our younger daughter, Marissa, when you were saying how people are so similar to you, your good and bad qualities. Marissa can be fiery. I see my fiery part come out in her. And it's She's a mirror hard. of us. Yes. yes. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> yeah. Talk about that, if you would, Doc. I think that's what's amazing. You know, our, our daughter, she's got a strong personality, and, and she will speak into the difficulty. Um, and that has been really humbling. You know, that's where I find my, you know, defensiveness coming up most, you know, is her, with her. And yet, what I tell myself is, wow, she communicates so much like you. Um, and so that's good that's and bad. Powerful. Yes, good and bad. <laughs> I think it's just good, you know, in... And, you know, and then I learned also, so yeah, Allison, what you're saying is right, is that, you know, I can see where how she presses and stuff sometimes is, you know, where I get myself in trouble, you know, with people. The, the things that, you know, that I'm, I'm also paying attention to this younger generation is they have it different than we have it. Um, the demands on this younger generation is something we really can't comprehend. Um to have all that they have coming at them yeah. throughout most of their life um, in ways that we did not experience. Like social you know, media, have, social media oh and my, all that pressure. Oh, wouldn't want that. It, it, it's kind of horrifying, you know, when I think about <laughs> what it's been like for me growing up with that. And so that, that continues to humble me and help me to engage with them with an understanding. You know, not that they're selfish. You know, not that they can't handle. They've been handling more than I've been handling. Yeah. You know, throughout their life. Um, Marcus, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to cut you yeah. off right here because we're going to need sure. a commercial. But let's come back and keep talking about this. Such an interesting topic. Okay. All right, Dr. Marcus Earl, special guest today on the Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg and friends. You're listening on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Back in a moment. If you want to connect directly with Dr. Allison Nirenberg, drop her an email, healingrelationshipspa.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Allison Nirenberg. I am a licensed psychologist who has been treating patients for the past 22 years. I am a compassionate, dynamic, and interactive psychologist who wants to help you live your best life. For me, it is important to have a common sense approach to therapy and be down to earth. If you choose to work with me, you will find me to be honest, direct, and kind. The feedback that I receive most from patients is that I'm authentic and real and care deeply about the people I work with. I also am a very positive person who focuses on my clients' strengths in order to help them heal. In particular, I am passionate about working with individuals who are recovering from addictions to alcohol, drugs, food, sex, and love, as well as struggles in their relationships. I also work well with infidelity issues, codependency, transitions in life, and love to teach practical skills on how to get along with difficult people. In general, I work really well with individuals who have the life goal of loving others and being loved. Values that I bring to my work are honesty, warmth, and holding myself and others accountable. I use my many years of training and clinical expertise to help you live a meaningful life of integrity. Whether you work with me or one of my competent clinical associates, what I can tell you is that we will be loyal, strong, and supportive of you through the entire process. In this practice, I integrate philosophies from the psychological, medical, and self-help communities in order to treat the whole person. I believe in collaborating with others and have built a treatment team of the best clinical staff in the area to support you on your healing journey. I also really believe in the power of psychotherapy. A genuine, caring, therapeutic relationship can be a safe place to begin your journey. I would be honored to be a part of it. 
Read, learn, and enjoy No Perfect Love by Dr. Allison Nirenberg. Explore the origins of perfectionism. Learn how it keeps our relationships stuck in a cycle of disappointment, anger, and resentment. Dr. Allison has shattered the myth of happily ever after, moving couples from Disney princess pipe dreams into the real world where even the best of relationships is far from perfect. Get your copy of No Perfect Love by Dr. Allison Nirenberg. Available at major and independent bookstores and online booksellers. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go for the stakes and the steak. Isn't it time you found a better view in Atlantic City? Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanec.com. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. And back here on The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg and friends, our special guest today, Dr. Marcus Earl, Clinical Director of PCS, Psychological Counseling Services. We're right in the middle of a really, really good conversation. So, Marcus, do you have any advice for parents who are struggling with their relationships with their adult children? Yes. Um, you're not alone. That's the first thing, because I think, you know, we can have this perception, you know, that others aren't going through this, and I don't find that to be the case. I think um, so many parents feel a lot, you know, on what to do with their adult children. And so I think the starting point really has to be, you know, have you, have you really gotten to know who you're sitting across from? Um, we think we know our children and, you know, all of us, if we reflect back to our own childhood, you know, I think most of us hid quite a lot about ourselves, um, as we're trying to negotiate through life. And, um, and so it's been true for our children as well. And so trying to work towards, um, deepening the relationship and, and really work to understand what's going on with them realizing that they also are struggling, you know, with who am I and, 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 you know, they've got to tackle life now. And the really beautiful opportunity is to come alongside, you know, our, our, our adult children, you know, as they continue to grow and learn more about them. I find that incredibly exciting. Like, who are you? This person that I think I've known had all these life experiences with, and here you, you've come out with all that. And here's how you put it together. Marcus, um, Mike, I, I, it's interesting what you're saying. Uh, I think about myself and my experiences with my parents and particularly my mother. I, I think she still sees me, and I'm 54 years old, through the lens as a younger boy and, and holds on to these feelings about when I first learned how to drive or when I failed a test or when I fumbled in football or struck out in baseball. And now, 30 years later, I feel like some parents, including my own, or particularly my mother, still views me as, as a child and doesn't really accept the fact that I'm married, I have three kids, and, and I've been a successful lawyer for 30 years. And I think a lot of parents, you know, including mine, make that mistake. And I, and I see that play out with my friends and, and family. Jeff and I always laugh on his birthday. His parents will send him a card that has like a sailboat on it or like a sailboat, a, baseball. a baseball, and hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the same card I got when I was 15 years old. And this is my 55th Five. birthday. <laughs> And we laugh. Absolutely. Doc, th- talk about that because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that's a foreign situation, Jeff. I think <laughs> a lot of people do that. I just think it's so difficult to let go, you know, of what were so, so many precious moments, you know, or, you know, I think so many of us as parents want to idealize, you know, how, how it went. You know, and, and, and so many also catastrophize an awful parent. You know, and, the, and when you idealize things, you know, then you don't leave space, you know, for your child to be who they are because you want them to be how it was, you know, yes. because that's comfortable. It's what we know. And again, it reaffirms all the work that we've done. 
on the catastrophizing side. You know, those are the people that say, I just blew it, I missed it. And then the difficulty there is then you don't show up for your children for what they need now. You're so much into your own guilt and shame about what happened that then you kind of disappear, you know, from them. And if, if you think you really missed it, then just move into that and, and move in to say, I think that I missed some things with you. And, and don't move right into apology because that puts children in an awkward position. Um, you know, don't ask for forgiveness right away. You know, ask for, you know, conversation. Say, I think I missed it, you know, with you. And, and here's some things that I think I missed. Could you please share your experience, both as a child and me currently? I'd like to listen to your thoughts, your feelings. Um, I really do. And, and I think it's going to be hard for me. So if you, if you can give me some space to work through what we're talking about, kind of setting the stage, you know, for a long term productive, growing conversation. I, I love that, Marcus, because I think you're right. If you're too quick to apologize without showing you understand what you're apologizing for, it feels empty. But what yes. you're saying here is, you know, let's start this conversation. I think I missed it. I love that because it's showing your humanness and that you, you're you open to not being perfect. You know, I've done some things I could have done better. And that's so healing for a child because the child feels like, wow, I can make mistakes and mess up too. Yes. I'd, I'd like to, it, but, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead, Marcus. Well, I think the only thing I was going to add real quickly is don't expect an immediate response. You know, this takes persistence. You know, parenting is all about persisting. And, and so it never stops. Um, you have to persist and, and continue to create invitations. So, Marcus, because children might... Mark, what I often say, I love what you're saying now, but what I often say is I plant seeds, right? They, even with therapy, yeah. when I have a patient in front of me, like they might not get what I'm saying now or they might disagree, but like the planting seeds that hopefully they'll refer back to and it'll grow and, you know, after the session or with my kids, they'll think about something I said. I love that. And, you know, so, and it's funny because my wife and I have had it, we'll be talking and, you know, when obviously we got married young, so... Um, that, you know, there was a, it was a difficult road at times and we've said to ourselves, you know, just thinking about it. Yeah. You know, I wonder if, you know, our hard knocks affected or impacted our child growing up. And so we had that conversation with them. We, you know, uh, you know, we said, listen, uh, is there anything you ever, you know, I mean, we, and this is not like it was relatively recently and a couple of times. And one of the most gratifying things ever was the fact when, when he said to us, listen, you guys are great parents. And I, I really appreciate, and guess what? I mean, it, it, and that really made us feel good because it's almost exactly what you're saying. It's like, you know, I, it, you know, not that we miss something, but that we not consider something, you know, and it's an interesting perspective. So often as parents, we want our kids to have this like ideal stress-free childhood where they didn't go through pain. And, and I think sometimes the pain is where they grow. And, you know, I, I wish I could have protected my kids and not have them be hurt. But I think sometimes through the hurt, that's where they learn. It's life. Nobody yeah. gets on. Nobody's unscathed. I mean, one of the things I've thought of when you're saying that, Allison, is and, and Doc, I'd love to hear your perspective on this is, um, y you know, you, you can't. We've all had our life experiences. Sometimes, you know, you know, you've something hurt you growing up. You can't shield your kids from every situation. They have to live life and, and sometimes feel in the pain. Like you said, Dr. Allison Nirenberg, um, it's the only way they grow. Yeah. We've been through so many things with our kids, and, and this is important. This is an important topic for, you know, for all parents. I think, um, yeah, I think too often we're trying to protect, yeah. you know, and, and uh, have our children avoid. Um, these things, and yet those are so often the really beautiful moments. You know, when we can notice, when they're honest with us about what's going on, you know, those are the moments of the really deep conversations to where they just kind of melt into our arms. You know, you know it, in, it reminds me of a moment I had with my uh, oldest daughter when uh, she came to my office to find out about her. She would had an early decision to college, and it was the same moment that everybody's finding out they got into college, and she didn't get yeah. into her top choice. And I just remember the most, you know, 
deep discussion coming from that moment that she, like she cried and she just because all her friends are texting her, I got in and she got like we had this conversation about all this stuff that didn't go the way we wanted it to in my life and her life. And, and then we all met as a family and had pizza. But it was just, it was such a beautiful moment that I always carried with me that when we were real enough to talk about things that didn't go the way they should have gone. You know, she wore the pen, right? She did. But that, okay, so where did yeah. you want to go? Did she? Oh, <laughs> she no, did fine. Northwestern, <laughs> and, and, and my younger daughter was wearing a Northwestern T-shirt. We were going to all celebrate a pizza, and then quickly she she puts her jacket and zips it up to hide it. And you know, it was just something she didn't was she wanted to move away and spread her wings and travel. It was our first big disappointment, but it ended up being a blessing in disguise because she ended up at Penn close to us and had a wonderful experience. But yeah, but, there, but I mean, I, I guess she's had other disappointments too. I sure. mean, there's things that didn't go the way I, she wanted. Let's get her on the line. <laughs> she's traveling. <laughs> she's traveling. That's a whole other, a whole other episode. <laughs> We'll need a whole day to process with our kids. <laughs> exactly. But you, Doc, you know, it's, it's interesting because when I think back um, it, it, along those lines, one of my, some, you, when you think about the most impacting moments of your life as a parent, okay, you're always thinking about the good things, to, talking to them, trying to set. But my, my, my moment was, believe it or not, when, he got my, when my son got cut from the baseball team. That's it. Same and, thing. And, and, and my best friend was the coach. And he called me up and he said, and, you know, we just finished football season and we're doing this. And uh, the only thing I could, you know, I had that my son didn't have, I was just a natural athlete, but my son, I looked at as so much more of a well-rounded person and he yeah. wanted this really bad. And my, and he got the, he got the email and his, and his, his, his shoulders went down and, to, and, and that's when I was there. And I, I felt like that was such an important moment. Uh, addressing that, and I, I'm I'm hoping as a, as a man, you know, he is, uh, you know, you, you know what I mean. That that moment helped him grow as a person and not sweat that growing up. Yeah. Just a thought. That's really awesome. I, you know, when you talk about hope, I think these are the these are the places um, that we reengage with our kids. You know, so what a great conversation for you need to have, and just say, you know, I want to. Can we go back to that and just what was that like for you? What do you think you learned? How did I show up for you? And um, I just think there's so many opportunities to, to go back to these poignant moments um, and open the door again and, and say, you know, how, how did you do? How did we do? Them. Well, he, he has humor about it. And he, he, his, his answer was because it's, you know, the coach was his best friend. And he said, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Having he says, listen, he's a sense of humor about it, and he says, the only thing I want from 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 the coach, who is like an uncle to him, is for him to apologize and to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keeping humor is a big point too. Exactly. All right, I think we're going to need to take another break, but thank you so much for coming on and staying with us for the last and final segment. Dr. Marcus Earl is the special guest. This is the Relationship Show. Back in a moment. Watch for Dr. Allison Nirenberg on an upcoming edition of Women to Watch with Sue Rocco. Listen here on 1210 WPHT or watch on 6abc.com. Read, learn, and enjoy No Perfect Love by Dr. Allison Nirenberg. Explore the origins of perfectionism. Learn how it keeps our relationships stuck in a cycle of disappointment, anger, and resentment. Dr. Allison has shattered the myth of happily ever after, moving couples from Disney princess pipe dreams into the real world where even the best of relationships is far from perfect. Get your copy of No Perfect Love by Dr. Allison Nirenberg. Available at major and independent bookstores and online booksellers. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Relationship Show with support from Nirenberg Law Associates. If you were injured in a car accident, suffered a slip and fall, or a work-related injury, talk with a personal injury attorney who will get you the proper compensation. With offices in Center City, go to phillypilaw.com. Injured in an accident? Let the law firm of Nirenberg Law Associates work for you because your choice of attorney matters. Let the law firm of Nirenberg Law Associates educate you on your rights because your choice of attorney matters. Meet directly with founder Jeff Nirenberg. He's results-oriented, he's aggressive when he needs to be on your behalf, and he wins. Go to phillypilaw.com. That's phillypilaw.com. 
And back here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, this is The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg and friends. Hi, I am back, and I am going to read some letters from our listeners. The first one says, Dear Dr. Allison, I am so stressed out. My 24-year-old son just moved back in with me. He graduated college and tried living with a roommate in an apartment, but couldn't afford the rent between his college loans and the amount he was making from his sales job. So I told him he could move in with his father and I to save money. I thought I was being helpful, but it has been a total disaster. He leaves his room a mess and leaves his hockey equipment all over our living room. He trashes our kitchen by leaving beer cans and pizza boxes everywhere and wakes us up coming home late at night. I hear girls walking in and out of our house in the middle of the night, too, and he lies to us saying no one came over. This was supposed to be the time in our lives when we traveled the world and found new hobbies. Instead, I'm running back and forth to the supermarket, buying enough food for my son and his buddies. When is my turn? My husband and I both feel so disrespected. Pissed off Patty from the Northeast. You got about 30 seconds to figure that one out, Doc. Come on, Marcus. <laughs> good luck, good Any luck. thoughts with our failure to launch? The kid. Well, it's not necessarily a failure to launch. True, you know? so True you're right. What we're talking about. You know, so a lot of people are in this off Patty's, you know, um, situation right now. And I think the what ends up happening instead of, you know, working through what are expectations before somebody moves in, moves back in, you know, and, and, and being clear about what's going to work, not going to work. And if these things, you know, don't work out, then what are our options? You know, and, and for her right now, I would hope that they would sit down together and decide, okay, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, and, and have that hard conversation with their son now. It sounds like, you know, they're percolating with one another and maybe not as being as direct as they could. And I don't think that that's simple. Like, I don't think there's a simple solution for them. I'm, I, would, I would simply say regroup, decide what works, what doesn't work, you know, and have that conversation with your son yeah. and, and be able to make the hard decision. If you can't agree with this, then we need to give you this time frame to move out. I agree. And that's because, I agree yeah, with you, Marcus. Yes, this is great. It's, you're talking about communication, really setting some boundaries and, you know, and, and talking about expectations and even saying, all right, well, maybe if uh, we don't like the, the stuff in the living room. We don't like your equipment there. And can you help out? And can you make a meal? Or can you, you know, chip in with some of the responsibilities around the house so that you don't feel resentful? Resentment is a real uh, big trigger. You know, and I think the resentment builds when we don't face things and we don't take them on. You know, Got so it. then we can move to that victim stance, you know, feeling taken advantage of. And I do. Everybody does it. Um, but those are the indicators. Oh, I got to step into this, and I got to have the difficult conversation. Marcus, uh, do you see this in your practice now? With with obviously with kids staying uh, home later. I mean, is this something that you counsel and, and see in your practice more often now? Yes, I'm having more family meetings, seeing with adult children than younger children. Now, you know, and and what's really awesome is that when they will each, you know, engage in the conversation. It ends up being really productive the vast majority of the time. Yeah. It's just a sense of feeling heard and, and understood and then coming up with, okay, how do we want to move forward? And for the most part, people really love one another and really want what's best for one another. Yeah. Um, it just gets lost, you know, in the difficulty. So here's the next letter. I want to make sure we get through this one. Dear Dr. Allison, I miss my daughter Sarah so much. We were really close when she was little. I used to braid her hair every day and watch all of her dance classes. I was her brownie troop leader and volunteered at her school. We would spend every weekend shopping together, and I always hosted sleepovers for all of her friends. Now she won't even call me back. She spends practically every night with her boyfriend and hasn't even introduced me to him. He was going to come over for, with her for dinner, but then she canceled. I think she was afraid for him to meet me because she thought I'd ask him a lot of questions and come off intense. I just want the best for her. I live alone now since her dad and I divorced. She visits him much more than she visits me and hasn't even seen her grandparents on my side once since she graduated college last May. Heartbroken Helen in Flowertown. 
Uh, Helen, I have, Go ahead. I have a Sarah. So I, I found myself emotional when she was talking about that. Um, it's so difficult. And, you know, I, I think, you know, the fear is what I'm imagining for a daughter is that mom wants to lean in the way it used to be rather than seeing that I have my own life now. Um, and so this is what I was talking about earlier in the show is, you know, this, I, I, I believe for Helen is the time for her own growth. What kind of life is she going to move into? Because if her daughter can see her moving into her own experience, her own life, and I'm not, I don't know that she is or isn't. Um, uh, but let's just say she's struggling with friends and that kind of stuff. If her daughter can see her making that effort and having her own life, I think her daughter's going to feel safer you know, to, to spend more time and, and not worry that I have to perhaps take care of mom. Those are all guesses. I don't know that that's the case. Um, yeah, I, I connected with the loneliness. Um, she's really longing for the way, the past, as you talked about earlier, Marcus, the way things were. And she's, you know, wishing that, you know, long longing for her childhood. Marcus, I, I yeah. experienced this in my life when I got married and my sister got married. The dynamics in my family changed, and I think it was hard for my parents to accept all these new people, and, and things became more difficult, and there was more stress. And now I'm seeing it in my life. Uh, my oldest has a boyfriend. He's become a big part of her life and, and our life, and I think that you know, it's a big challenge right now for Allison and I. And speak to it, at, you know, what you've seen in your practice. I'm sorry that I kind of lost focus for a moment. Um, paying attention to time, and what I see is this adjustment for for both parents and children, adult children are equally difficult, and and both wanting something that's sometimes in competition, you know, of one another, and if they could see that they're not in competition, we're just perhaps heading different directions right now that actually might be the same direction. So. Um, with adult children, I now have permission to be and do what I want, how I want to do it, unless they move back in, and then you get you got to do it differently. And our children are also moving out and doing and being yeah. who they want to be. That's something to celebrate from both sides. Yes, definitely. And I also think it's important to embrace the partners your children have chosen because it's important for them to feel supported and to find the good and find a way to connect with their boyfriends or girlfriends. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. So I want to thank you for coming to our show. The amazing guest, Dr. Marcus Earl, the Director of Psychological Counseling Services in Scottsdale, Arizona. Now we're coming to the end of this great show. If you want to order the book, No Perfect Love, feel free to order it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or in indie bookstores. Thank you to my team, Joe Krauss, Joe Dockerty, and Jeff Nirenberg. Thank you also to the listeners for tuning into The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg and friends. You've been a great audience. This is Allison Nirenberg wishing everyone a wonderful week. Until next time, keep taking chances and opening up your heart for love. Thanks for listening to The Relationship Show with Dr. Allison Nirenberg. For more information or to contact Dr. Allison, just go to healingrelationshipspa.com. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded.